0: The following episode may contain inappropriate material. Listener discretion is advised.
1: everybody, welcome to a fabulous edition of Matt Talk. Today, John and I are going to, hold on one second, I'm going to give you another adaptation of this intro. Hello everybody, welcome to Matt Talk. John and I are going to introduce you to this wonderful universe of a show that we like to call Matt Talk. It is based on the fictionalized television series of Matlock starring Andy Griffith. And today, you guys, you see some skin is going to come out and just say it right now uh matlock takes the shirt off so all the ladies <laughs> out there just be prepared because andy griffith is gonna woo you on the screen um it's pretty shocking that he made do turn around but didn't make us turn around as an audience so uh he was just ready i thought maybe he was gonna be shredded like we were gonna get a shredded matlock like the, <laughs> he's gonna do like the rock underneath but uh uh okay for a moment there i was wondering where in god's name are you taking
0: this intro but it it may it it became clear all right john um, we had
1: four different stories about the same story within the episode (laughs) of this story (laughs)
0: yeah uh and i'm i'm not really gonna comment on that just yet but uh, i would i would very much like everybody to get on board with this hashtag ladies and gentlemen because i think it works very very much so as i found in my notes i think I think that we need to get this rolling, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag Topless Ben. Let's get that going, okay? I think that that's that's an appropriate uh, hashtag for this episode, don't you think, Jason? I do. What's a hashtag? You know what a hashtag is. Don't start. Don't start. You're the king of hashtags. Good God. I am the king of hashtags, man. You know what? There's a rule of thumb, ladies and gentlemen, that with social media, you're only supposed to do two or three hashtags for a tweet or for a post or whatnot. My partner doesn't understand three he he goes with 13 or 30
1: or 900 depending on the day i want to give my audience here our audience here two recommendations of new shows that i think you should check out one (laughs) is alert starring uh james con the other one is will trent i think they are both good crime solving shows uh, you should check them out. Uh, I've enjoyed both so far. Uh, Alert is about uh, missing children and their attempts to help save the children. Uh, he plays a dad whose son was kidnapped uh, six years earlier and is suddenly found and may or may not be his son. That's the mystery. So definitely check that out. And then Will Trent is about a private investigator or not a private investigator, a cop who um, is kind of like a monk in a way that he sees things that not everybody always sees. All right, two things. Do you mean Scott Kahn, not James. Scott, Kahn. Scott Kahn. I was going to say, I James Kahn. No. It,
0: <laughs> okay, and two, um, Will Trent, I would like to check out. Sonia Son is on that show. Uh, of course, uh, she's Kima from The Wire. And as everybody that listens to my podcast or this podcast knows, I love Me The Wire. All right, uh, you know what? It's a very snowy morning as we're recording this in
1: Columbus, Ohio. But with that being said, Jason, shall we get into our opening statements? We, we shall, John. We shall. And then we're going to give you guys five different interpretations. Um, my buddy Justin's going to come on and just recap everything that John and I said through his point of view. And then we're going to find a stranger on the corner, which is going to be hard to do in Columbus, Ohio because uh spoiler alert we're recording this on sunday the before we release this episode and there is a ton of snow outside but we're gonna go find somebody all bundled up so they can come in here who hasn't actually heard anything we've said but they're gonna give their interpretation of what we just said so that way you guys have all the different points of view first of all stranger
0: you have a daughter that is there that could give her opinion uh her point of view on this
1: episode yeah but we don't want her point of view we want a stranger's
0: (laughs) (laughs) we don't want those young whippersnappers to give us their opinion (laughs) all right, let's get to our opening statements. (laughs) The name of the episode is The Model, and the original air date was April 25th, 1989. We have a few guest stars to talk about. Um, First of all, we're going to talk about the main character, Sally Hitchcock. She's played by an actress by the name of (laughs) Pamela Bowen. She's probably most known for a very long uh, run on days of our lives as Leslie Landman, but she was also known as Matt Mook Lieutenant in Detroit Rock City, and I know her from one of my favorite shows, Justified, as she played the role of
1: Joyce Kipling. As I'm getting ready to start this episode on Pluto TV, if you want to stream Matlock, I um, I thought we'd already done an episode called The Model, so my I did too. Like exploding for a second. I'm like, have we watched this? I'm like, no, but the thoroughbred was last week, unless this is some like weird... Uh, second dimension thing that i maybe a different jason somewhere in another dimension did this episode and uh this is almost a clip show uh, spoiler alert but um this is like as close to a clip show as you can get without actually doing a clip show
0: yeah uh the next individual has over 200 credits and i i mean so i'm just picking the highlights sam mcmurray will play the role of bart hess you may know him on the sketch comedy show the the tracy Ullman show Ned on the CBS sitcom mom. Pat Wexler on Scandal. Dr. Victor Brevenek, I believe is how it's pronounced, on Breaking Bad. O'Boyle on King of Queens. And we could go on and
1: on and on because Sam has a very lengthy resume. He does. And um he was also Doug Chandler Bing's boss on Friends that used to uh slap him on the butt when he did a good job and Chandler complained because he didn't like it. And um uh, uh, I think this guy is pretty funny. I can't believe you didn't mention Friends. It's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Yeah, I, I was excited to see this guy. It took me a minute because I always get this guy kind of mixed up with Shooter McGavin. I knew it wasn't Shooter McGavin, but they have oh, a similar yeah. kind of presence usually. Mm-hmm. But um, I, can, I can get on board with that. Yeah, so I am – I I was cool to see him on this show because I – yeah, he was on King of Queens, another show that I really enjoy. He was on that ni- seventy show, so now we can use the hashtag that 90s show in when we're sharing this video because I just dropped it. But he uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I like this guy a lot. I'm trying to think of anything else that we may not have mentioned because I want to make sure we give this guy his dues. He's on Grey's Anatomy, which I'm currently binging. My daughter agreed. My daughter told me that if I binged Grey's Anatomy, she would watch some Star Trek and sci-fi with me. So that is – a lot of stuff that nobody needed to know about. So you guys know now, which is kind of a theme of this episode. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our third guest star,
0: Lyman Ward. He will play the role of Arthur Richardson. You may know him as Lieutenant Draper on Heart to Heart. Tom Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mr. Weiler in Not Another Teen Movie. And Jason, he's Mr. Graney in Nightmare on
1: Elm Street 2. Nice. One of the most underrated Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And I'm not saying that facetiously.
0: And then our final guest star, somebody that I knew once I saw her name pop up, I'm like, oh, yeah, she was on a show that I watched religiously back in the day. I'm talking about Brenda Strong. And she will be playing the role of Jan Sinclair. Uh, She is also known as playing roles on Fear the Walking Dead as Eileen. And Ewing on the relaunch and reboot of Dallas uh, the nurse in Spaceballs, Captain D, I believe it's pronounced D-Ladder in Starship Troopers, and Mary Alice Young on Desperate Housewives.
1: Yes, and you left out a big credit, man, and that is 13 Reasons Why. Um, she was really good on that show, which is a really good show, at least in the first season. is like excellent television if you haven't seen it yet, but I like her as an actress, too. This has some pretty good heavy hitters in this series. This it does. This episode particularly, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does, so... <laughs>
0: With that and then, Jason, I have a question that needs to be answered. Are you ready to give an opinion, your opinion, and only your opinion, so help you?
1: I do. Kind of ben. already dropped my opinion throughout this episode. I've had a lot of hints and <laughs> foreshadowing yeah people, if you're paying attention, you could
0: probably but please don't shut the the, the podcast off right now. You already know what we're gonna say. but I, don't, don't, don't 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 do that because we need the listens. Anyways yeah, we haven't um, made
1: the 15 minutes yet. at least give us another five minutes before you shut us <laughs> off because that's what really matters. Like a college professor, you have to give us 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to test stuff. Ah woohoo. All right. The plot of this episode is Ben defends a famous journalist accused of killing a model. We start with the opening scene of some old timey footage of models. All right. And then we cut to a fictitious television station showing uh, a recap of basically what's going to happen on this episode. And that I believe that station was called Spotlight 7 or excuse me, that television show was called Spotlight 7. So right away we're thrust right into the 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 plot the heart
1: of this story which i'm not sure how i liked that jason okay i i I did not like it at all i'm gonna be honest with the audience i i thought i missed something because i was uh typing up the summary for three geeks and i i'm like hold on did i miss like is this a two-parter and i had to pause it and look and i'm like i just started it and i exited the episode for a second which if you exit the episode on pluto tv they don't save nothing for you so you have to restart it and i i Went back, I'm like, no, Thoroughbred was the last episode, so it has to be right. I'm like, I'm going to watch it, and then if John tells me that I missed an episode, I'm just going to sit here in silence. I wouldn't sit in silence while he reviews the first part. Yeah, it was weird.
0: I did not like this. And you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. I did not like this because what we are going to get, as you alluded to, Jason, we're going to get basically four points of view about the same uh, storyline and plot And it really made it hard to follow. I I know that they were trying to do something different, probably, the production staff. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it is what I'm trying to say. Stick
1: to the formula that you've already established. Or if you want to do something like this, start the episode off with one of those points of view. And then, uh, you know, transition to Ben in the hospital bed. I then give us what happened, you know, as a sequence of a flashback or whatever, and then start with the different points of view. But I, I, I did not like how it started. I thought the voiceover was kind of off putting. I just wish we would have just had the, the episode, but I, you know, I give it to TV for trying new things, especially, especially in the eighties, a lot of stuff was formulaic and, you know, Matlock is not afraid to try different formats with their TV. So on that level, I give the show some respect for this episode, but no, nah, I was not a fan either. So the recap begins in the courtroom
0: with Lieutenant Bob Brooks on the stand. And basically, he has found some poison in a vial in a car that belongs to the defendant. I did get a chuckle out of this. There's a cross-examine with Ben, and Ben asks a question, and Bob Brooks doesn't respond. And he goes, just answer yes or no, Bob. I thought that was pretty funny, seeing a little bit of the snarkiness of Ben Matlock. But Ben and Michelle are leaving the courtroom. And then Ben is thinking, he's thinking, he's just in his own head while Michelle leaves to go get the car, and he steps out and he's hit by a car. Now, I will say this, credit, that that stunt coordination looked really good. I mean, I sometimes you get the, the, the impression that they just put any stunt professional in the white suit, but this one, whoever it was, looked almost exactly to Andy Griffith.
1: Yeah, good job.
0: And I thought, from the whole point of the story, that this car accident, this whatever you want to call it, I thought then it had a much bigger role to play than it actually ended up having as we see the rest of the, the show unfold.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly think that um, they wanted to do a clip show. They just didn't have. They'd already done one recently, maybe. I don't know. Do we have a clip show? We here? haven't I had a clip show in a ver- in a while. In fact, I'm trying to think.
0: I think we only had one so far. I'd have to go back and look in the archives, but I think there's only one clip show that
1: we've reviewed. I think Andy Griffith was only available for so much filming that week for whatever reason. Maybe they were filming Return to Mayberry. We'll have to find that out. But um, I just I felt like they wanted to do something where it involved Andy a lot less, and so they decided to go with this format. And throwing him in a hospital bed kind of made sense. You, know, you could shoot all his scenes in a day. And then do the courtroom stuff probably in a day, and then he could have the rest of the week off. Because that's it's kind of how I felt with this episode. But I kind of felt
0: that this car accident had a more devious side to it. Like I thought, oh, somebody involved in this court case, you know, whether it was, you know, Bart or whether it was Arthur or whether it was David, somebody, one of those characters, had this, you know, planned out. Hey, here's here's fifty thousand dollars, run down Ben Matlock, you know, and no. No, it was just an excuse to get him into a hospital bed. So let's go to the first scene where we have uh, Ben in a wheelchair in a hospital. And the nurse, whose name is Gertrude. Gertie. Uh, Gertrude. Uh, <laughs> she is um, telling Michelle that it's nothing serious. It's just, you know, they're going to keep him for observation. And Michelle says that the judge won't postpone the case. So I don't know about you, Jason, but I think this would be a great way to give more screen time to Michelle Thomas and to show that she is actually a competent attorney. I mean, we got a hint of that a couple of episodes ago, but I thought if, if, if you were redoing this episode or remaking it, I think I would have put in more courtroom uh, drama with Michelle, having her handle some
1: of the case, you know, it would make perfect sense. Yeah, let her take the lead. I, I agree with that. I like that. I didn't think about that, but I, I like that one thousand percent. Yeah, this is a great opportunity
0: to do that. And they, they probably should have followed through with it. But um, Gertrude, the nurse, will not let Ben work. And then we get angry Ben multiple times, by the way. <laughs> um, the Gertrude does uh, concede. And then we go to, I guess, a point of view. Uh, we'll call this point of view number one. Ben is reading the dispositions and then wavy screen, as they love to do in the 80s. And we're at a big, giant, fancy party where everybody's in tuxedo. And uh, David, Tanny, arrives at this plush party. And David and Arthur banter a little bit back and forth. And then David runs into Sally and the very jealous Bart. I I wrote down right away. And obviously, I'm very perceptive because I wrote down, are these two trying to rekindle things? And indeed, we find out, yes, they are. Um, (laughs) Jan and Sally are seen arguing. And then uh, David and Sally are going to try to discuss Sally's story and in the meantime it comes out that Arthur tried to hook up with Sally I wrote down Sally flirts some more with David Bart catches Sally kissing David David talks Sally into going home with him after Bart storms off he goes to get his car he is shuffled back into the into the house due to security and we find Sally dead on the floor okay there's a lot to unpack here Jason let's start first of all with this would you ever want to go to a party where you have to wear a tuxedo? No, but I know that that exists. I would love to. I would seriously love to go to a party where I could wear a tuxedo. I think it would be maybe just
1: once. I'm not saying doing it all the time, but I think that would be a blast. I mean, I wouldn't mind to wear a tuxedo, but I mean, I'd rather dress casual to a party. You would rather an X-Men t-shirt and jeans? I would, man. I don't want to go in there feeling like I have a stick up my bum. <laughs> okay well let's also talk about the fact that I I was very
0: confused who security was because also guys in tuxedos I'm like aren't they just rich dudes? oh no wait I guess they're security but I would think the security would have like maybe a different attire so that you could differentiate them from just the regular party goers what was your thought on this love triangle or in this case it might be a love quadrilateral I don't know between Sally David Bart and I know it's alluded to, like, she's been around, apparently, is what they, they've kind of hinted at, that she's she's dated lots of gentlemen. But what do you think about Sally's um, reputation, shall we say?
1: Well, she has, like, zero chemistry with Bart. Yeah! Um, I will say that. Um, I, I, sure. <laughs>
0: I mean, no, yeah, no, you absolutely, you should be befuddled, because I was too. I mean, no disrespect to Sam McMurray. But he's just not the type of dude i would expect looking at him right being at a big fancy fabulous party and certainly he doesn't seem the, the the chemistry between him and and sally just totally totally off and more importantly i didn't understand why this episode's called the model when modeling is never really mentioned
1: in the episode
0: other than they say all oh, sally used to be a model so why
1: This show should have been called used to be a model.
0: (laughs) The used to be model. Wouldn't it be better to call it like the poison or uh, the fancy party? Since we, you know, Matt, Matt, Matt lock doesn't get fancy with the titles of the episode, but the model, there's nothing about model. And again, not trying to be a jerk, but I think we've already talked about it, that it takes a lot of skill to be a very good writer. And I'm not
1: so sure that just because you modeled that you have that same skill set to be a great writer. Am I wrong? I, I thought this episode would have to be a little bit more to do with the love triangle than what we find out at the end. And that the, the reason that like, the the reason that, you know, things went down the way they did, I don't even think that's even brought up early on in the episode. Is it? No. Just something no, we'll, that happens at the end.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, the, the motive for this murder is like flimsy at best. Okay, so Ben's still working while he's in the hospital, and again, we get another point of view told through Arthur's eyes. This one has Bart arriving, looking for Sally. Jan is angry that she was invited, which that also happened in the first point of view, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sally shows up and is spilling the details about her time with Arthur, like right in front of everybody. Low class, Sally. Low class. Sally and Arthur meet uh sally wants him back and he was like no i'm cool with jan i'm not gonna screw things up with jan
1: well we think she wants him he wants her back like we don't know or she wants him back we don't know 100 percent which version of that truth is true right exactly exactly uh sally kisses arthur arthur still is not
0: interested but yet he bought a necklace for sally because he wanted something you know here's something to remember me by that is pretty arrogant have you ever broke up with a girl, and then said, "Oh, here's something. Here's something to remember me by." Have you ever done that? No, no, I haven't either. I maybe have popped off and go, "Well, thanks." I do remember one time popping off to an ex, going, "Yeah, well, thanks. I'll remember the several hundred dollars I spent on you over the last several months." Thanks.
1: Yeah, like why? Why would I spend more money on somebody that we just broke up? Like, yeah, exactly. There's a reason we broke up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We go back to the hospital room. And Ben and Gert, as he likes to call her, go round and round again. This made me chuckle because I like how just indignant and stubborn Ben is. Uh, he's got to get these depositions done. He's got to find the clue that's going to make things uh, all better for his client, David. But let's go to another point of view, shall we, Jason? We shall, John. Lord, Lord knows we don't have enough of them in this episode. Again, we see that Sally and Jan are arguing. Uh, then David kisses Sally, and by the way, this is all from the point of view of Arthur. Again, by the way, sorry. Uh, then we see there's there's a shot of Sally choking. Bart and Art that rhymed. I just caught that Bart and Art. Yeah, Bart and Art blew a fart, blew the whole damn thing apart. <laughs> Some third grade humor for everybody today.
1: <laughs> Some bars by John.
0: Word. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Bart and Art rush in, but they are too late. We go back to another scene in the hospital. Ben and Gert are arguing again, and I like that Ben threatens physical violence against the doctor that he will quote throw him through that window. End quote. Boy, man, don't get in the in between Ben and his work because he gets violent. He does. I I did like the lights out shtick too. What would you think about that? That was funny. It was very funny, Um, even though Gertrude does find Ben using some type of flashlight to read his uh, dispositions. Hey, Jason, you know what it's time for? What is it time for? It's time for yet another point of view of the story. (laughs) Woohoo! This time the story is told from Bart's point of view. He sees Sally's arrival. Sally is much nicer. She's She's not spilling her guts about everybody she's been involved with. Uh, She's much, much nicer to Bart and Art and Jan. Uh, Sally is whisked away by security and Sally returns a little bit later to talk to Bart. Uh, She tells him that Art made a pass at her. Sally then spills the beans and then runs into David and I don't know. We also still see that Sally argues with Jan, again, because Jan might be jealous. We also find out from Bart's point of view that Sally got scratched on the neck by Arthur when he was putting on the very elaborate uh, necklace. David and Sally are seen chatting. I guess if I was
1: murdering somebody, I'd want to uh, give them a necklace. Spoiler alert. I want to give them a necklace.
0: (laughs) Yes, because probably that necklace has your dna on it because you want to convolute the crime scene even more i'm surprised by you jason taylor i'm just saying it's an excuse
1: to scratch somebody
0: i'm just saying that you the man who does not like anyone tampering with the crime scenes i'm surprised by this i am i am truly shocked <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen if you are shocked as well at jason's disclaimer just a few moments ago
1: well you can let us know and how can we do how can they do that jason Email us at B-E-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. That is ben Matt talk at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook at MattTalkPodcast or on Twitter
0: at Matt talk underscore podcast. And, in fact, I challenge you all, let's get those numbers back up on Twitter. They're starting to dip again. So follow us. Tell some folks about us. If you love anything about Andy Griffith or the 1980s, you need to, you need to follow us. That's all you got to do is just follow us, you know. And and of course, if you want to listen, we we definitely like that. But nonetheless, there's all the different ways you can get in touch with us. and Maybe you can tell me why my partner all of a sudden doesn't give a crap about contaminating crime scenes. So we obviously know that Sally chokes and dies. And here is where we're going to figure out. And it's the aha moment for Ben Matlock. All right. Ben and Gert, round four. And this time, like Ben was being very, very weird. Like, I love you. And, like, that. And like I didn't understand what they were doing. Now, I know that they've introduced this idea of an osmosis patch where you could put the patch on your arm or wherever, and it would slowly dissipate out pain relief. I, I didn't think it would get you high because that's the way it's kind of being portrayed here in this scene, right? Well, it depends on what pain medicine she gave him. And that seemed to go quick. Like the whole thing is it's supposed to be slowly dispersing. I wouldn't think that you put it on your arm and all of a sudden now you're. Like,
1: hey man. Maybe you time know? passed. Maybe there was just a hard Edit? stop.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I think I think they were rushing to try to shoehorn this in real quick. If you ask me, and we cut to police headquarters and Ben is on the payphone and he is directing Michelle to make sure that she does this and that for the case before he gets there. And then he runs into good old Charlie. Ben cons Charlie into helping him. And this is where Charlie leads him into the property room, which I don't think you're allowed to do this, by the way. I think this is clearly a violation of the rules. But
1: nonetheless, Ben wants to look for some evidence, right? You know, I thought when I was really hoping that um, we were going to get the nightgown for the next scene. like. (laughs) <laughs> he was going to just put his uh, suit jacket over the nightgown because he obviously escaped from the hospital like that's what i'm picking up of the final moments of this show and i just it would have been great like get him belt tucked in because like why would you put your pants on before you took the nightgown off but that's neither here nor there like it would have been perfect just to see the nightgown tucked in with his suit over top of it I thought we were gonna get that, and that would have totally like redeemed this episode in my eyes. Like that you moment know, <laughs> would have just been hysterical. You know what would also redeem this
0: episode if we saw Ben escaping from the hospital, but it would be like the Benny Hill version, you know,
1: where it's all sped up and, <skiing sounds> and he's trying to remove the IV, and he can't, and it's following him.
0: Yeah, right. That would have been awesome. But, anyways, this is where we see that Ben decides to change shirts, take the the, the gown off and we get hashtag topless ben make it happen people then we cut to a scene outside the courtroom where michelle is talking to ben on the steps and ben says i figured it out i know what it is so we go to the courtroom arthur's on the stand so basically sally was going to write an expose on arthur okay and so david told sally that she needed to have corroboration all right and that jan would corroborate this information so sally was essentially blackmailing arthur and ben starts honing in on the scratch on her neck all right what ben finds is he found the, the bandage in the property room and he says that this poison was put on this bandage so that the scratch on the neck was not an accident it was on purpose and so that in the bathroom arthur would put a bandage over it and that bandage would start seeping poison into her bloodstream Arthur has no excuse for this, and indeed, David is found not guilty. Now, here's my thing that I would like to know about. Well,
1: uh, you forgot, and then uh, Ben gives his nightgown to Michelle to return to Gertrude, saying that she would know what he meant. Yeah, absolutely, and that was bizarre as all get out. Because did you know what he meant? Yeah, he escaped from the hospital.
0: Okay, because I didn't. I did not understand that line at all. But thank that that makes sense. That makes sense. At least that's what I think. Okay, that that makes sense. Why possible else would he sense?
1: have pants on over his nightgown? He wanted to make a quick getaway <laughs> without his legal briefs being shown.
0: Ah, oh, fit it in. <laughs> nice. nice. Okay. Okay. First of all, this is this is the thing that I was confused about. Well, not confused about, but I just didn't like. So Sally's going to write an expose on Arthur and maybe all the shady dealings and all the love affairs and all that jazz
1: that's motive for murder
0: yeah i mean shady
1: dealings His shady dealings are shady dealings he doesn't want to lose his money i just wish we'd we'd maybe revamped this entire episode and dealt with a little bit of those shady dealings and um maybe silenced a few people uh maybe had uh this is what i think happened with this episode and you know you guys will have your opinions and um I can't wait to hear them. If you like this, please tell me why. I'm happy to hear and listen to your opinions. But I feel like this was an episode that was written. Maybe it was a t- uh, Tyler specific episode, and it, um. it got scrapped because something maybe happened, and or some. This episode was rushed. I guarantee that this episode was rushed because nothing in it really makes sense or connects to each other. And it's um, obviously Andy Griffith isn't in it a whole lot. And when he is, he's in very specific sets. So that's what I think happened. I think we had an episode that they were planning on shooting and they couldn't, so they had to find a way to fill the void. That's a good point.
0: That that probably is a very good point where there was some type of snafu. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Unlock you... is better than this. Yeah, when you said it's rushed, that's the best way to describe it because it just seems like it was very, very, very quick to be thrown together. And and maybe you're right. Maybe Andy maybe... Griffith's not there. And and when the when the, the cat's away, the mice
1: shall play, so to speak. I learned this from watching Breaking Bad because there's a famous episode where they stay in the lab with the fly Oh God! Their hour. Yes. Um, the shows are given a budget for a whole season. And sometimes, not that's usually when clip shows come in or one setting, like Friends has an episode where they're tr- trying to, you know, dare each other to drink the fat while they're trying to get ready to go out to one of Ross's things, but it all takes place in the apartment. That's because, you know, they, they need to save money because an episode later or back will need it i just feel like this was one of those scenarios where they needed to save money so they only had resources for a limited amount of set pieces and um it just it felt very rushed you know what thank you thank you very much because that
0: episode of breaking bad i hate and loathe and i'm glad (laughs) that you you shined a line as to why it's so crappy i because i hate that episode like (laughs) like the worst episode of the
1: series ever I think there's people that will disagree with you, but it's definitely one of those things where uh, that episode of Breaking Bad, every show has it. And at least one in a season, usually, maybe not so much now that they've shortened a lot of seasons. But there's always a canned episode where it takes place in one spot. And, you know, a lot of people do love that Breaking Bad episode. I don't remember it well enough. All I remember about Breaking Bad is perfect television. Like, that's that's all I can think of. And um, I need to maybe revisit that episode because I don't remember hating it little tv novels for everybody out there i mean i don't know the specifics around it and everything but that's just i watched somebody explain that Breaking bad episode on a podcast or maybe it was vince gilligan talking about it but it made sense to me cool which is also that episode was directed by ryan johnson oh i did not know that see more
0: knowledge you're dropping on me this morning all right with that then
1: jason uh let's go on into our closing statements. (sighs) This is the part of the podcast where John and I rate this show on a gavel system. One gavel being that it sucks. Five gavels, meaning it's the greatest thing of all time. And John, where would you rate this on a gavel system?
0: You know what? You did that very well. You stole my shtick and you did it very, very well. Hats off to you, sir.
1: Thank you. I'm working on it. I'm going to turn into a rap song eventually.
0: (laughs) Man, and you know what? If we could get Be Real to do it, that would be awesome.
1: Wave your goggles around like you just don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're if you're accused of murder, we got your relief. It's Matt Talk with his legal briefs. What 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 what's what's around?
1: John does have a day jo- job, folks. Don't worry. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do.
0: That was not very good. Anyways, and I don't even know why I said be real. There's a hundred MCs that should do a, a Matt Lock uh, rap. Hundreds of them. EPMD. Chuck D be real special K I'm sorry special ed special there's a rapper named special K all right John what did you think of this episode <laughs> uh, I gave this episode two gavels uh, I, I I did not like the various points of view I didn't understand why it was called the model uh, Sally's motives I felt were unclear silly way that, to kill off Sally I didn't like that there should have been more Michelle Thomas I will say this. I I gave positives that I did enjoy the Gertrude versus Ben storyline. I thought that was good. Uh, I thought that the car accident was was good for what it was. I don't think it moved the story along any. But as I said earlier, I felt like that was a really well shot uh, stunt, quote unquote. And uh, yeah, that's
1: it. I gave it two gavels. Well, folks, I I hate to be the uh, bearer of bad news or to rain on anybody's parade, and I'm very honest. If you guys um, like this episode, I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Maybe you can change my mind, but uh, it's it's one, and the only reason I'm giving it a one because I'm being op- I'm being positive. I'm giving it a one because of the glimpse in my head of Ben going into court with his nightgown on and with the suit over top of it. Cause I think that would have been comedy gold. And for that, for an image in my head, this episode gets one gavel. I just, it feels sloppy. And then this show is way above, way above what we got in here. It's Sloppy. It was thrown together. Um, we didn't even get like hints of the motive throughout the episode. I would love to hear the story behind this. I know, Gino, you know, like everything about classic television. So if there was a story of filming this episode, maybe why it felt so rushed. and It doesn't even fit into the quality of Matlock we've gotten. Even the, the lesser episodes have just have been better. Like this feels like a season one episode and no offense to everybody that loves season one. It's just not on the same level. Like this seems like a bad episode of season one. Like you're still trying to figure things out. I'm surprised we got it in the third season. I wonder if there's a story like if maybe uh, King Hol- Kenny Holiday was busy that week and they had to revamp some stuff or or what. I, I, I'm i honestly curious to know. I, I didn't like it at all. I hated the going back and forth. I don't like it when shows do it in general, but some shows can actually pull it off where it seems okay. It's like my least favorite trope in television. I think they did it on Scandal. I just finished watching that. I'm sure Grey's Anatomy has done that as well. It's just, I don't like this trope. I never have. And in this case, it was done probably the worst I've ever seen it done. And I'm just, I'm disappointed because watching Matlock once every two weeks, is one of the highlights of my month. And this episode just does not do it for me. I was bored.
0: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to follow up real quick with a couple of things. Um, you know what? You're right. TV shows can do this various points of view type of system in shooting the problem is that you have to actually prepare to do it that way, and I feel like they didn't prepare, as you said, it was sloppy and rushed. And we're here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna do this, this, and this. And I bet they didn't even walk through it. If, if Give you us some asking.
1: context, even in the if, right. If you wanted to do this style of episode, then maybe mention some of the shady dealings, because all we know about this guy is he's a whore. Like that's all we learned <laughs> in this episode up to the end. Is this guy like just loves to whatever he can find? That's what he wants to do, and I just. I wish we'd gotten more hints to the case at the end. I just, I'm really disappointed. Very, very, very disappointed. I'm just so sad. And, and my other comment I was going to make, I,
0: I understand. I almost gave it a one as well, Jason. I did because I, but I, I thought, you know, again, we're talking about 80s TV and I just recollect to sometimes how some of the stunts did not come off. And so maybe it was a pity like, uh like plus, you know what I mean? Maybe I just, felt, I, I, that's what I'm going to go with. I felt bad for the episode. So that's why it ended up getting a two gavels from me. But I, I contemplated giving it one gavel. It almost got a half of a gavel. For Whoa. But
1: when we were, when we were discus- discussing the uh, the shirt being worn, the, the, the nightgown, written, that made me very happy. So I felt a little bit more generous in my rating scale. And hopefully next week's episode is better. These kind of episodes is why I'm getting more and more excited for Conrad McMaster's and uh, yeah. Clarence Gilliard, because there's a part of this show that occasionally you feel is missed. And this is just another case. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I missed having that Tyler foil and I think Michelle was underutilized. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's sad. And I'm a guy who likes everything. So the fact that I did not love this episode really goes, and I, I want to know your thoughts. Like seriously, email us B N M A T T A L K at gmail.com. Let us know. Like, what was it that you enjoyed about the episode? Like, is it one of your favorites? Cause I, I generally, everybody has an opinion. It's all subjective. And I'd love to hear some different opinions than what John and I shot this way. And like I said, Gino hit me up at three geeksj J on all social network platinums. Cause I want to know the story.
0: All right. And don't forget. You can also find us on Facebook at Matt talk podcast or on Twitter at Matt talk underscore podcast. Remember hashtag topless I know Gino will help us out. Good friend of the show, Gino Cuddy. Check out his stuff too, by the way. Just go just go to Facebook and search for Gino Cuddy and you'll get all of his projects that he's working on.
1: Quick plug for our good friend there. Hey, uh, I do want to, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, okay. It happened, this is live. This is happening as we're recording. Gino tagged us in a post on Facebook. So there's a new movie. Uh, there's a movie being released by Kino Lorber. It's coming to Blu-ray very, very, very soon. It's called Fatal Vision. And Gino, let us know that Andy Griffith is in this film. And check I've heard out. of that. I've heard of that movie. So if it's cheap enough, I'll buy it on Kino Lorber. Yeah, I need to order on Kino Lorber too. Kino Lorber, sponsor, Matt Talk. Yes! I know you don't sell Matlock DVDs. Oh, yes, you do. You have the complete you series. Do? Sponsor, please. We would love you. Kino Lorber, we love you. I You take my money
0: every couple of months when you have great sales. So sponsor, Matt Talk, hit us up. Anyways, uh, cheap plugs aside uh well no actually not cheap plugs aside we still need some more cheap plugs for our own personal podcasting projects jason three geeks
1: podcast what's happening with that great show uh there is a lot happening i am no longer being lazy we have interviews we have you and tang max and justin made cinnamon rolls and that drops on friday we've got an interview from one of the actors of three pines coming out this week last week we interviewed anna tierney that's currently available. She's also from the show Three Pines. If you're into the crime and murder stuff, definitely check out Three Pines it's on Amazon Prime. And, wait
0: a minute, uh, time out. If you're into crime and murder stuff, wait a minute, time out. I'm not going to turn away any listeners, but if you're into crime
1: and murdering people. Fiction. Don't... Fictional. Or, okay, you know, good. televised. Televised crime. Like, <laughs> Like true crime is like the number one thing in America, like right now, and it fascinates me because like real people had to die to be into this stuff. Mm-hmm. But even I'm into it, like it's like it's fascinating. But anyway, yeah, Three Pines, great stuff. Uh, Matt Talk will be airing on the Three Geeks channel Saturdays at noon, which John does not know about yet. But I'm telling you, it's happening. It's also going to be on the Matt Talk Facebook channel, so check that out. All
0: right, now don't forget about the PVD cast, ladies and gentlemen. It's my own personal podcasting project, it's available at pvdcast.com. Uh, The current episode up, I sit down with local film critic and co-host of the Film Bound podcast, Mr. Paul Markoff. We talk about all the movies that we saw in 2022. Uh, We discuss and review and tell you what we liked about them, what we didn't like about them. And that's available over at PvDcast.com or through any of those major podcasting outlets.
1: Did you watch uh, Glass Onion, John?
0: I have not yet watched Glass Onion. I, I, I want to. I have not. I like Knives Out a lot, so that's on the list to see, as well as the menu, even though you ask me every single time we talk if I've seen it yet. Okay, no comment. I get you. Okay. You're pleading the fifth, aren't you? (laughs) No, very good. With that then, ladies and gentlemen, as they say in court, nothing further. Following is a joint production of the Three Geeks Podcast and John Orlando Enterprises, LLC. Copyright 2023.